Hello and welcome to the Clyde TV Recaps, The Golden Girls. Today we are on Season 3, Episode 20, and Maw Makes 3. Now this episode originally aired on February 20th of 1988, so what other interesting historical events have transpired on February the 20th? Well, our first event in the year 2005, uh, Spain becomes the first country to vote in a referendum on the ratification of the proposed Constitution of the European Union. Uh, in 2013, this was a very sparse historical day, Apparently. Uh, at least <laughs> as far as interesting events. Um, in 2013, Estonia becomes the first country to establish a national system of chargers for electric vehicles. In our most recent event on February 20th of 2018, Venezuela becomes the first country to launch a virtual currency, the Patero, to counteract their financial crisis. That is our history lesson for the day. So why don't you inform us what transpired in this edition of the Golden Girls. Oh boy. Scene one, we're in the kitchen. Rose, she's cooking something. Sophia enters and sits at the table. Rose is making chocolate chip pancakes. Woohoo! Sophia doesn't want any if Rose is making them. We find out that Sophia is upset because she can't relate to 30-something. Well, not really. She is upset because her best friend Bernice has moved to Chicago. Blanche enters. She tells Rose she ain't got enough time to cook as Blanche's campaign manager she is supposed to spend every waking moment ensuring that Blanche will win the campaign, which is for the fashion show chairman of the Tinkerbells. All right, Dorothy comes in and tells Rose she borrowed her golf club, club, golf glove, as she has a date to play this morning. Yes, it is with Raymond, whom she is currently dating. Ooh, Bernice has sent Sophia a postcard. Apparently, Bernice moved over a month ago. All of Sophia's friends have moved or died, and Dorothy thinks she should make new friends. Rose says it's not easy. It isn't easy to make friends, and it wasn't easy for the first Eskimo family that moved to St. Olaf either, especially after they saw a hole and went salmon fishing in the middle of the local ice skating rink. And then at Halloween, they gave all the kids well blubber. Yes, what a good family. And then... The time they borrowed every ice tray in town to build an, to build an addition over their garage. Uh, yes, after the baby came, they needed more room, apparently. Gradually, they were able to make friends, and they ended up the most popular family in town. And it was not because they went out and met people, but because of the drought of 1949. Their house melted and kept the whole town from dehydrating. Dorothy asked Sophia to come play golf with her. Dorothy and Sophia leave the kitchen to find something for Sophia to wear, and the doorbell rings. Scene two, we're in the living room. Dorothy answers the doorbell as it is Raymond. He gives her a rose, and they kiss, and they kiss again. Sophia enters, and they all go to play golf. Scene three, living room. Blanche and Rose talking about Blanche's campaign and how much work Rose has done on the campaign. Yes, Rose thinks maybe... Maybe she should have run for the position. Dorothy comes out and asks for advice on wearing pearls or a chain necklace. We get some great insight from Blanche and Rose on what each of those brings out in Dorothy. 
You know, Rose decides she will run for fashion show chairman. Rose thinks she will win because all the voters are women and Blanche can't sleep her way to victory. We learn Dorothy is going out to an intimate dinner with Raymond and it is the first time in weeks they have been out without Sophia. The discussion continues. Doorbell rings and it is Raymond. Dorothy and Raymond leave real quick. Boy, they're, they're shooting out the door quick. Scene four, outside the front door, Dorothy and Raymond stop to hug and kiss. I don't know why. And Sophia shows up. Yeah, she faked a heart attack to get through the line quicker. Sophia will go out on this date with them. Woohoo! So at scene five, we're at the restaurant. Sophia says her and Charles de Gaulle were lovers. Picture it, Sicily, 1921. A beautiful young peasant girl saves her lira and takes a trip to Paris, the city of lights. Also, the only place a guy can wear a cape without getting a lot of funny looks. She wanders into a restaurant and ends up sharing a table with a dashing young Frenchman. They drink, they talk, they burn a cork and draw mustaches on each other. Okay, she just wanted to see if Raymond was listening still. Anyway, the next thing she knows, it is hours later. The place is empty and the Frenchman's got his schnoz down her blouse. This begins a beautiful love affair. Sophia was that peasant girl and the schnoz was Charles the Mole. He was the wheelman for Louis the Ice Pick. Ah, so it wasn't Charles de Gaulle because it was down to him and Dorothy's father on who to wed. And Sophia chose Dorothy's father, a man who cleans his toenails with a shrimp fork. Yes, I don't know what that story had to do with Charles de Gaulle. Music starts playing. Raymond is looking kind of flustered as this scene ends. Scene six, we're in the living room. Dorothy, Sophia, and Raymond are coming back from this great restaurant date. Sophia goes to make coffee. Raymond and Dorothy make plans to go to the Bahamas. And Sophia comes back with coffee just in time to hear it and make sure she thinks she is also going to the Bahamas. Uh, scene seven, kitchen. Dorothy's at the table. Rose enters. Dorothy is trying to figure out how she will tell Sophia that Sophia is not going to the Bahamas with them. Rose is worried that she is not the most qualified to win the election for the Tinkerbells. Yes, Blanche enters and sits and says she had the most disturbing dream. She was stranded on a desert island with Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, and Steve Gutenberg. Three men and no baby. Yes, the way she talked, she was the baby. Uh, and the guys treated her that way. And when she woke up, she had only gotten to sleep with Steve Gutenberg. Very disturbing dream to Blanche. They talk a while, mostly about Sophia. Rose is going to tell them about Sonia Klingenhofer, St. Olaf's greatest comic strip. But Dorothy and Blanche are leaving until Rose says she will follow them and act it out in sock puppets. Uh, so they come back and sit down. Rose mentions in the first panel, it says, Sonia Klingenhofer in big letters. And the O has pigtails. Dorothy asks, what's in the second panel? Oh, Sonia is walking down this country road. There's this group of children laughing at her. In the bubble coming out of her mouth, it says, it's not funny. You try getting white bread and mayonnaise out of your braces. Then in the third panel, Rose starts, but is interrupted as they ask, how many panels are there? Oh, Rose says, there are 16 panels. 
Dorothy just wants the gist of the story, even though that might mean she won't get the joke between the two crows on the telephone wire. Yes, in the last panel, Sonia tells her mother, and her mother understands. We don't get the rest of the story, but Rose leaves and Sophia is listening behind the door and gets her nose cracked by Rose opening that door. Scene eight, Sophia's bedroom, Sophia and Dorothy. Sophia tells Dorothy that she is not going to the Bahamas. Sophia is going to Cancun with a bunch of her new friends at the center. Dorothy thinks she has made this up just, you know, to kind of let Dorothy down easy. Scene nine, Raymond and Dorothy's in the living room. Dorothy is not going to the Bahamas as she would worry too much about Sophia. They break up and Raymond says he will call in a couple weeks. Oh, Blanche and Rose enter and they both lost the election in a landslide. As the winner of the election, Fifi Bolger, had her husband, a plastic surgeon, give a discount on liposuction. Two cheeks for the price of one. Uh, Sophia comes out saying her ride to the airport in Cancun is an hour late. Dorothy doesn't think she is really going until the doorbell rings. And as this episode ends, yes, Sophia is off to Cancun. Well, we have a few cultural references throughout this episode. Uh, firstly, to 30-something, which was a television series that aired for four seasons uh, about a group of baby boomers in their 30s attempting to handle the uh, 1980s lifestyle. Uh, it won 13 Emmys. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, alrighty then. Moving on to Pinky Lee, uh, who was an American burlesque comic and host of the children's TV program, The Pinky Lee Show, in the early 50s. Uh, Chicklet, which I assume they meant a br the brand of candy. Yes. Uh, it could also refer to a uh, slang term for cocaine, but I didn't think that's exactly what they were uh, uh, going for, but no, never know. <laughs> um, Giorgio Armani is an Italian fashion designer. Uh, the Ed Sullivan Show was a TV variety show that ran on CBS from June of 1948 to June of 1971 uh, and featured various uh, musical performances and whatnot, uh, stuff like that. Uh, Jimmy the Greek was an American sports commentator and Las Vegas bookmaker. Charles de Gaulle was a French army officer and statesman who led the French resistance against Nazi Germany in World War II and chaired the provisional government of the French Republic in order to establish democracy in France. Uh, so that is more or less uh, the short version of Charles de Gaulle. Uh, it's Hawk, I wasn't sure what they meant um, or who they were referring to uh, with It's Hawk. Uh, so notable people with the name Itzhak could refer to Itzhak Arnon, an Israeli agronomist, Itzhak Bars, an American theoretical physicist, Itzhak Ben David, an Israeli cyclist, uh, Itzhak Bintov, a Czech 
Israeli-American scientist, inventor, and practicer of mysticism. Uh, Itzhak Brook, a professor of pediatrics and medicine at Georgetown. Uh, Itzhak Drucker, an Israeli football player. Uh, Itzhak Fincy, a Bulgarian film and stage actor. Uh, Itzhak Gilboa, an Israeli economist. Itzhak Fisher, current vice president of Nielsen Holdings. Itzhak Katznelson, a Jewish teacher, poet, and dramatist. Uh, Itzhak Lebanon, the Israeli ambassador to Egypt in the late 2000s. Probably not him then. Uh, Itzhak Luria, an Israeli Olympic swimmer. Itzhak Mamastavlov, an Israeli Paralympic swimmer. Itzhak Nir, an Israeli Olympic competitive sailor. Uh, Itzhak Nissan, chairman and CEO of Meteor Aerospace Limited, a privately owned Israeli defense and security company that was founded by, by uh, himself. Uh, Itzhak Perlman, an Israeli-American violinist, conductor, and pedagogue. Itzhak Roshkovsky, a Russian-Israeli violinist and pedagogue. Uh, Itzhak Schnorr, an Israeli footballer and manager. Itzhak Shum, an Israeli footballer and manager. Itzhak Stern, uh, a Polish-Israeli-Jewish man who worked for Oskar Schindler and assisted him in his rescue activities during uh, the Nazi occupation of Europe. Uh, and last but not least, the first name of Itzhak, Itzhak Visokur, an Israeli footballer. Uh, could also ref Well, not that one, since they were born in 1993. Could also refer to uh, Miron Itzhak, a psychologist, uh, and this one, next person would have been one when the show aired, so that would not be possible. So any of those people, it could have possibly been, I'm not quite sure which one. I would assume probably one of the athletes I mentioned there, maybe. Could be, yeah. Um, uh, I think Sophia probably sings the song uh, where she's saying Deo over and over. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Banana Boat song. Uh, popularly recorded by Harry Belafonte. Uh, uh, Wally and the Beaver uh, refers to, I believe, two different characters on Leave It to Beaver. Yep. Which was a TV show from like the 50s. Uh, Tom Selleck is an actor and film producer known for his starring role as Magnum on Magnum P.I. Uh, and that's... He's also done many other things as well. Um, Ted Danson, another actor we've discussed before. Steve Gutenberg. Um, I didn't. This was the first one. I'm like, who's this? Um, so he's an <laughs> actor, author, businessman, producer, and director. Uh, starred in Police Academy, the first one only, and then went on to perform in other leading roles throughout the '80s. In films including Cocoon, Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Little Lady, and Short Circuit. He apparently also appeared on season six of Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Um, Joe Frazier was a professional boxer. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel is an American fast food chain founded in 1961 that specializes in hot dogs. Locations are predominantly found in California and Texas, uh, though others are located in other states such as Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Louisiana, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Washington State. 
And outside of the 50 states of the United States, there are two stores elsewhere, one in Guam and one in Panama. Uh, so that is Wiener Schnitzel. Uh, liposuction, or as you called it, liposuction, uh, is a type of fat removal procedure used in plastic surgery. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the U.S., it is the most commonly done cosmetic surgery, uh, which involves uh, literally basically vacuuming out uh, fat uh, from various areas. Uh, and then last but not least, the 1968 presidential election of Richard Nixon. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, is... Uh, historically known as a very uh, disruptive, I guess you could say, uh, election as it eliminates the New Deal coalition, more or less, from the last 36 years of the presidential uh, the presidential existence, I guess. <laughs> um, and then led to a very uh, bizarre, I, at least in my mind, turn... Uh, into the popularity of Republican politics as they then would go on to win seven of the next ten presidential elections. Though, if I'm doing the math off the top of my head, this is also a notable election because you had um, an independent third-party candidate carry five states. Wow. Which, if I do the math, uh, that would be uh, a big challenge when I'm doing it. Um, 32... So that would have been 45, 46. So, I mean, it would have, wouldn't have been exactly enough. Uh, but, um, yeah, so George Wallace, uh, who was a third-party candidate, uh, carried, uh, I mean, you can tell why. Uh, I'm assuming what his uh, uh, platform largely was is the five states he managed to carry were uh, Louisiana, um Arkansas, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. So you can guess probably what some of his platform policies probably involved there. Um, so I don't know. I don't really know why it was brought up, um, really. Um, but that was it. Um, you'd think like it was brought up, oh, it was some major like landslide, which... I mean, by electoral votes, it is popular vote. Nixon won by, what is that, 400,000? Uh, yeah, about 400,000. Uh, so, you know, as it as it goes. Uh, so, nonetheless, that's that. Uh, moving on to side characters. We had three in this episode. Uh, Raymond is played by James Karen, uh, who was an award winner. Is this an actual award or... What is this? A Life Career Award. So not really. Um, known for his work in projects such as The Return of the Living Dead, Mulholland Drive, Poltergeist, the uh, original one, and The Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, most recently appeared in a film last year called Cynthia and is currently in a TV series that is apparently filming at the moment entitled Sticky Fingers. Um, so that is him. Uh, the Waiter is played by Stephen M. Porter, uh, known for Best in Show, Heart of Dixie, 
Million Dollar Baby and The X-Files for his uh, single episode appearance. Uh, all Oh, most recently appeared as... Uh, he was the Santa in the uh, Couples Massage episode of I'm Sorry from this year. Um, and Duncan is played by Frank Smith. Now, he is most known for this. This is his only acting credit in his entire career on his IMDb page. So, uh, one, <laughs> this is his only thing he ever did. Um, we have one new sex partner established, Charles the Mole for Sophia. So our tally now stands, Blanche 50, Dorothy 6, Rose 5, Sophia finally off that one, Sophia with two. Oh boy. That is all I have for this episode. Okay. Oh boy. All right. This episode takes place over three or four weeks at least. Uh, from what I could tell, and in the kitchen, they have a big blue and white checkerboard pattern tablecloth that stays on the table for all the showings in the kitchen for that three or four weeks. All righty, that's my only observation on this one. Uh, we had two St. Olaf stories, the first Eskimo family and the Sonia Klingenhofer comic strip story. We got a picture story about Charles de Gaulle. Uh, which, you know, I, I'm going to guess these picture stories are not real. They're kind of fake. So. Well, not the uh, one she told in this episode. Well, you don't think it was? No. Because this was 19. Uh, um, 21, if I recall correctly. And. Um, well, she didn't tell one about Charles de Gaulle. Well, no, but... She brought him up randomly and then told this other story about mm -hmm. this wild, lurid sex affair she carried out with this other character. With, yeah, Charles uh -huh. the Ice Pick and all that. But yeah. it was Sicily, 1921, which she was born in 1905, which would have made her 16 years old. Are we going to get into old. this again? Yeah, she would, would have been 16 years old. Okay. And, of course, she says uh, she saved her lira and took a trip to Paris and all this stuff. Um, which, of course, I think it was two episodes ago or, or, or so. Her picture at story was 1922. She saved her lira and went to, you know, the <laughs> went somewhere else. So she saves a lot of lira to do all this traveling when she's only 16 or 17. Uh, sure. So... All right, anyway, we did have the one picture at story, and we had one sport, which was golf by Dorothy, which we had like way back in the first episode mm -hmm. of the whole series. Uh, so our total counts, five weddings, planned weddings, seven physical abuses arose, 20 St. Olaf stories, now 14 picture at stories. 11, those, 11 of those were by Sophia, two by her Aunt Angela, and one by Uncle Angelo. Cheesecakes eaten, we had 10. Sicily Italian stories, 7. Sicily Italian references, 28. The girls mad at each other, best friends moving out, 13. 19 sports, 22 games, and 8 Stanley Sabornak appearances. I thought this was a pretty good all-around episode for an 81 
out of 100. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Glide TV Recaps. The Golden Girls, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to subscribe to the show for more great content like this. And until the next episode, goodbye.